This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA in Kansas City, Missouri. New to the lineup for Midland is the MXT 275, which we use on a regular basis in all of our rigs. We have been super happy with these units and highly recommend them to the Overlander looking to upgrade to a super reliable communication system. The Midland MXT275 MicroMobile 15 Watt GMRS two-way radio features a fully integrated control microphone ideal for vehicles with limited dashboard space allowing for the radio-based unit to be stashed away. Transmit with authority on 15 GMRS channels and 8 repeater channels. The MXT275 is equipped with a NOAA Weather Scan Plus Alert technology to keep you informed on local weather conditions. It also features a powerful new USB-C charging port allowing for the quickest charge time, including cell phones and handheld radios. Exclusive to Anderson Overland listeners, receive 15% off when you use promo code ANDERSONPODCAST on all items now at MidlandUSA.com. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to uh, not rise and shine. Not yet. It's uh, 1.30 a.m. Arizona time on a Wednesday. And uh, welcome to Episode 5 of the Anderson Overland Podcast. I am your guide host, Joey Anderson, and I'm here with you for the next 30 minutes. We're going to keep it nice and short, as always, because uh, you know what? I can't listen to somebody talk for, uh, for more than 30 minutes anyway. So here we go. I have had a an incredible last week. Gosh, last Tuesday I was promoted at work. Something that I uh, was fairly anticipating, but was was very pleasantly surprised, and uh, it's just been a huge blessing for my family. Some of you guys know that I'm a fireman, and um, I've been doing that for almost twenty years now. 
and uh, finally just promoted to fire captain. So I got my own crew and I'm getting ready to dive into that role full time here on the 30th of July. And I'm very excited and, and, uh, I think it's going to be an easy transition, but you know, with every every uh, promotion comes a lot more responsibility, and it's just, just going to be some new challenges and going to be a lot of fun. But, anyways, enough about that. I wanted to get on here and uh, talk about my favorite builds that we've done over the years and uh, favorite camping setups. Uh, my first truck that I ever had was a Ford Ranger. It was like a 1987 or 88 Ford Ranger. And that was a cool truck. Um, you know, I've never really been into Ford very much. Now that I say that I'm, I'm going to have a friend of mine. Uh, you guys have probably heard of Chase Gentry Adventure Overland on Instagram and Facebook. He is now an ambassador for Ford and uh, the new Bronco. And so we're going to have him on the show here real soon. And I can't wait to talk to him about that. But, um, you know, my old Ranger, man, I, I'll tell you what, there was one point where I was in a band. We were playing a concert in Wrightwood, California. If you guys know where Wrightwood is up in the mountains there. And uh, we had a 16 foot box trailer full of probably about 5,000 pounds of gear. And like an idiot, I threw that thing on the back of a Ford Ranger, my, my truck. And uh, actually, it was really technically my dad's truck, but I drove that thing all over the place. Little V4, uh, you know, extended cab uh, Ford Ranger and hooked that thing up to that 16 foot trailer and pulled it all the way up Lone Pine Canyon from San Bernardino. If you guys are familiar with the 15, the corridor there, Cajon Pass, pulled it all the way up the Cajon Pass and then up Lone Pine Canyon, which is a very, very steep road at the top uh, from one Highway 138 into the town of Wrightwood, kind of in a little uh, back way fashion um, there. That, that engine sounded like it was going to explode and fly through the cab, but it didn't. It held together and pulled that freaking thing all the way up to Wrightwood, and we played the show and got it back down safely. I don't know how with the, the, the small brakes on those trucks, but it, it got it got it up and down safely, which is uh, pretty impressive. And now I look back at that, and I'm just in awe that that freaking V4 was able to do that, but... That was my first truck. Took that thing all over the place and romped the crap out of it. It wasn't a four-wheel drive, but it was fun. When I got married, uh, right before I got married, actually, I was I had my eyes on Toyota 4Runners. And I had always had a thing for Toyota, always wanted a Toyota, but could never afford it. And um, as soon as I was able and I was old enough, I got out of the house. I bought myself a used 91 Toyota 4Runner the deep ocean blue color. And uh, that was a really, really awesome truck. A lot of memories in that thing. And I think I sold that thing with like 372,000 miles on it. And like 15 years later, the guy is still driving it. I think all he did was change out a transmission, but he's still driving around. He was, uh, he was using it as a dinghy behind his RV, <laughs> which is a really heavy truck to use for a, a dinghy. But hey, you know what? I've been thinking about, uh, you know, we have an RV as well. And I've been thinking about trying to pull the foreigner behind that thing. So I don't know, though. It's about a 6,000, 7,000 pound truck. So that's a lot of weight to be pulling behind you. But we'll see what happens. 
but yeah, that, that 91 Forerunner, that was a, a really fun truck. I, I, I hadn't got really much into overland camping at that time when I had that truck, but we did take it uh, several places, um, you know, early on in our marriage and uh, just had a great, great time with that thing. My next truck uh, project was a 2001 Toyota Tacoma extended cab. That was really the first truck that I started doing stuff, you know, major stuff to like uh, lift and, you know, other things, intake and and all that stuff. It kind of started a little bit of a, a fire in me to, you know, want to start doing mods and things like that. And that was a that was a cool truck. You know, it didn't have much horsepower, just like that 91 Forerunner. Those things were just pigs you know they they didn't really uh get up and go very fast but i'll tell you what they climb like goats i've had those things you know through the snow and up in the mountains and just unbelievable performance from them at slow speeds and in four-wheel drive and low that 91 forerunner man that thing would just go wherever you asked it to the tacoma was pretty cool too kind of the same thing without that weight in the back you know, it kind of broke free a little bit here and there, but it was still a great truck. Um, but the the first, you know, big project that we we have taken on was the the 2013 Forerunner, which we still have, um, old Big Red, we call her. After that 91 Forerunner, I had bought a 2001 Limited Forerunner, but it just, I don't know, that year, the 2000, 2001 years, just there's just something about those those forerunners. They just didn't really do it for me. They just weren't really made to you know to be off road in my opinion. They were more like pavement princesses. So once the fifth gen forerunners came out, um, we jumped on that bandwagon and, and got a 2013. And that is in my opinion the best year so far uh, for forerunners. That that forerunner man, that application has just been you know. It's just been incredible. I mean, we have taken that truck all over the United States and have been up some of the gnarliest four-wheel drive trails that I have ever seen, ever experienced in my lifetime, and a lot of other people that I know have ever experienced. <laughs> and uh, that thing has always outperformed every you know every other Forerunner that I've had, and um, a lot of other vehicles that have been with me on those trips. I would say the only other vehicle that it has not outperformed was my 2007 FJ Cruiser. That was by far, you know, the funnest driving, the most capable, the perfect wheelbase width, everything for four-wheel drive. It was amazing. Um, I do like the 4Runner better for overlanding. There's more rack space on top and more room inside for your family. So there, there's pros and cons to, to you know both of those vehicles, but I really do miss that FJ. But um, back to the Forerunner, that that truck, you know, it's it's one of those those vehicles that you don't really want to spend much time sleeping inside. If you know if there's two or three of you, it can get kind of claustrophobic. But man, it is such a perfect vehicle to put a rooftop tent on because it just has that long roof rack, um, especially like if you get a Gobi rack. We have the Gobi Stealth rack for that 4Runner and it's worked out really good. You've those Gobi racks, you know, you can put inserts in them so that you, you can have um, storage over your skylight if you have a, a, a moonroof, I'm sorry. Or, you know, you can have it open. We have ours open to the moonroof, so if the tent's off, we can still, you know, 
stick our heads out the moonroof and and still uh um, use that feature which we we like to use you know we're down at the beach or you know in cool areas just have the the air blowing through there but yeah that 2013 fifth gen uh forerunner is just second to none in my opinion for overlanding but like i said for for four by fouring uh trail work that fj was there's no comparison uh to me i i I think the only thing that would be better than that would be like an old fj40 or maybe an fj45 or something they're just so capable but like i said that forerunner has we've been everywhere in that forerunner you know that the fj's been i think it just fj is a little bit funner to drive and and gets around things a little bit more maneuverable but yeah so the forerunner um you know the the 2013 we we put the gobi rack on it uh rigid lights all the way across the top you know and around the sides of the the rack um we put ditch lights on that thing the ARB single manifold compressor in the engine compartment. And the reason that I, I stick with the singles is because I've, I've known a lot of people. My brother-in-law also has the dual manifold and it doesn't take any really any more time with the single than with the dual. And it's really just doesn't have any real benefit for me. So I, I just, I just get the single manifold ARB compressors. They're great product and they, they, they're really reliable little noisy but you know it's just it's an air compressor so yeah we did that we did a stage two icon three inch lift on that truck i did not do the ucas the upper control arms with our forerunner and i have never had any issues with geometry or anything uh, in all the the gnarly trails that we've been on so i haven't ever felt that it was justified to get the ucas i have never had any kind of ball joint issues at all either which is crazy. Maybe I just got lucky, but I know a lot of people with the icon lifts and, you know, other available products out there, other, other manufacturers of lift kits, they recommend the UCAs uh, for better geometry and better angle of attack. You know, maybe it's something good to do, but uh, like I said, I, with all the experience I've had and out there on the trail, I've, I just, you know, I, I just can't justify spending seven, $800 for Delta joint UCA, um, since I've had no problems at all with the stock ones on any of my vehicles. Uh, even the FJ didn't have the uh, upper control arms. It was just just stock. It had an Icon stage, gosh, I think it was like a stage seven hybrid kind of lift on that FJ, but it didn't have the UCAs and um, it did great. So yeah, so let's see, what else did we do to the 4Runner? We, we did a DeMello uh, front bumper, winch bumper, which is really cool. Um, that thing's held up really nice and kind of been helpful, you know, through the brush and through some of those rocky areas in Colorado where you got rocks sticking out and stuff and you're kind of afraid to um, knock up, you know, your, your quarter panels in the front and stuff. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Um, one thing that I really want to do to that still is is do the uh, Wilco off-road rear swing-away bumper um, for the spare tire. I think that's awesome. That's a very cool product. But yeah, we've 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 done both the rooftop tent with that Forerunner, and we've pulled the Smittybilt Scout 
trailer, which is an off-road full suspension trailer, basically a big storage box with uh, your rooftop tent mounted to the top of it. That was a really cool setup. And, you know, we've, we've, we've sold, uh, we sold our FJ and we sold that, that Smitty built scout trailer and that rooftop tent since then and kind of tried different things. And I'll, I'll tell you what, we have an RV now that we use also here and there and, you know, total glamping. It's cool. It keeps you out of the, the elements and, you know, we have a, a nine month old infant son and it makes that a lot easier taking showers, uh, using the restroom, all that kind of stuff when you have a baby. But I have to say out of all of the setups that we've had, the Tundra with the rooftop tent on it, you know, the Forerunner, the FJ, the Smitty built Scout, you know, we had a box trailer at one point um, that we were trying to do some stuff with camping in the back of the Forerunner. My favorite setup of all time and and one that I miss all the time, I think about it constantly, is that, that 2007 FJ Cruiser with that ARB bumper, the rack, you know, the, the Icon lift, everything that we put, it, you know, that, that truck had on it, the lighting, everything, and that Smitty Built Scout trailer with the Smitty Built uh, XL, the extra large four-person tent, rooftop tent on top of that thing. I'll tell you what, guys, that is the best setup, in my opinion. Most of you guys know, you know, before COVID, you know, we were hitting 150, 200 nights a year camping and, and trail running, and that was the best setup. If, if I could choose a setup, that would be it uh, right now. I would, I would get rid of everything I have and go back to that in a heartbeat. It was very cool and very easy to get around and just the performance of it and ease of camping and a really, really cool platform. So highly recommend that the forerunner pulled that Smitty built trailer really well too. I, you know, like I said, I don't think I would go back to Tundra. It would, it would either be a FJ cruiser or, or buying another forerunner in the future along with that Smitty built scout trailer. The Tundra was cool. I've owned two Tundras. I've done two Tundra builds. First one had a, um, a racing was that racing development lift and it was a six inch lift i believe on that truck it was just way too high for you know any practicality with you know uh, doing what we do and getting the family in and out of it but uh the 2014 tundra that i had the third gen that was a really nice truck put the same you know icon stage two lift on that truck brigade really took care of us on on outfitting that thing with the lightner designs rack um, we threw our, our our smitty built tent on top of that um, after we got rid of our scout trailer which like i said before was a huge mistake then it was cool you know it's a little high uh, it's it's fine with camping and deploying the tent but putting it away zipping that thing up and crawling around that truck was pretty difficult for my family not much for me i'm six foot two six foot three on a good day and um, it just was too much so we got rid of the tundra and we're just rolling with the forerunner i actually bought a tapui tent um, i i in my opinion the the if you can afford to get a cvt or you know a, a tapui rooftop tent i i in my opinion the tapui rooftop tents are are second to none they're they're made really really well i've been continuously impressed with their product every time we go to trade shows and expos and stuff and i see people use them so i ended up selling my smitty built tent with the tundra when i sold the tundra a few months ago 
and I bought a Tapui. I have yet to take it out uh, this year just because of everything going on with our son with surgery and stuff. By the way, his surgery is rescheduled for the first week of August, so that's going to be a pretty crazy few weeks for us. But once we get that over with, there's a lot of things in the works. I've got future interviews with some awesome people set up and future plans with Midland Radio and Truck Brigade that we're working on right now that are just going to blow your mind. I'm super excited about them. So anyways, yeah. So my, my favorite trucks out of the Tacoma, the Forerunner, the FJ, the Tundra, the FJ number one, Forerunner, I would rate number two. And the Tacoma, probably number three because of its ability to get into tight spaces, just like the Forerunner. Tundra is just a little too big for me. I loved that truck. Tundras are freaking badass trucks and they have horsepower behind them and they're great. But for the type of trails and camping that we do, it just wasn't practical. So I got rid of it. You know, I kind of got my my uh, focus on different things right now. So we'll see what happens. I really, really would like to get my hands on either uh, another FJ Cruiser or a classic FJ40. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, trying to get another one of those would be pretty cool, but not very practical for commuting to California three hours each way. And that would have to be my commuter uh, vehicle. And I don't know that I want to put the miles on that. So anyways, yeah, that FJ, man, just a great vehicle. I do not understand why Toyota discontinued that model. That was just the dumbest thing I've ever, ever heard of. But yeah, so for camping, you know, out of trailer camping, the the box trailer, all the camping setups that we have run so far and experienced out there for real, and I'm not talking weekend warrior, you know, BS. I'm talking we're out there for weeks on end in the middle of freaking nowhere. That Smittybilt Scout trailer is the cheapest, almost pretty much the cheapest application that you can buy like that. Um, I know they're probably like nine, 10 grand now, but when I bought that thing, it was brand new. We got it for 5,500 bucks, brand new delivered to my doorstep. You know, I think even, even now uh, out of, you know, Turtleback and all the other manufacturers making those type of off-road tent trailers, um, that Smitty built is simple and it just performed well. It was, it was easy to pull and it, and it did the job and I would buy another one in a heartbeat, not for 10 grand. I don't think, but I would definitely buy another one at the same price. I bought my other one at, we bought an RV, um, mainly for the glamping side of things for the, the kids, for the baby. Um, we've been out in that thing a few times, but you know, my wife and I have, have talked and, you know, since we've taken that RV out and on its maiden voyage and so far, we are totally all about the rooftop tent setup. And and once Bodie is old enough to, you know, be able to get up that ladder on his own or, uh, you know, easier on my myself and my wife to get him up and down the ladder, we will probably go that route much more often than the RV. So, yeah, you know, Robin's parents have 40 acres out near Seligman, Arizona. It's kind of the family ranch. And I think what we're going to mainly use that RV for is just parking it out there as kind of our our little cabin on wheels for that location. You know, I don't know how much we'll take it around the country, but, uh, you know, the rooftop tent thing, the the legit camping, you know, overlanding setup is is more our, our thing. And, and I think we'll continue to do that as we are able. So uh, one thing that I wanted to mention that is kind of a, 
uh, I don't know, maybe a dad hack or a, a camping hack that I really, really think is beneficial to the rooftop tents, if you're, especially if you're going to have it up on your roof in, in the only situation that this allows for, actually. Um, but they make it what's called an annex, and it's basically a tent, a part of the tent that zips to the bottom of the awning part of the tent or the bottom side of the tent that hangs over your vehicle and creates another privacy area to, you know, um, basically camp in. I mean, you know, if you've got, you know, they say there are three or four four person tents with the, uh, the rooftop tents, but they're, they're really only comfortable with like one or like two people, honestly, especially if you have a family and you're big and, you know, long, like I am tall people, two people is really what you want up there. And so if you got a family of four, like we do having one of those annexes, uh, down below that you can put two more cots in right at the bottom of the, of the ladder there and have it completely sealed in and, and, um, you know, and good to go is, is really beneficial. I would highly recommend that if you're going to get a rooftop tent buy the annex with it, if it comes with one, they just zip right in, they're completely sealed up and you know, it's super cool to have that extra space. And so, yeah, that's, that would be a, a hack or a tip that I would recommend for those tents. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening. See you later. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.